Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. I want to pray for some people, but we'll do that at the end of the message because I'm going to preach. I'm doing a series on the gifts of the Spirit, and tonight we're up to number four. And number four is the gifts of healing. And I believe tonight God wants to touch some people. And these are the areas, so I'm going to speak it now, the words of knowledge that I have, and then you let faith arise in your heart, and we'll pray at the end of the service. But I believe there's people here that you've battled glandular fever, chronic fatigue. There has been uh, blood diseases of imbalance in your blood system that has robbed you of strength and energy. There might be other names to it, but I want you to reach out in faith. And after I preach the word, we're going to pray and believe for breakthrough, for miracles, for restoration. Because God is our healer and our restorer. And that's a word of knowledge where God has given me insight of some people here, and that releases faith. And I want you to just let your faith grow as I just preach the word on the gifts of healing. Number four, the first one is... Who knows what the gifts of the Spirit are? They are the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the discerning of spirits we taught on this morning. And now we're going to do number four, which is the gifts of healing. It's the supernatural divine healing of disease, sickness and infirmity without natural means. Now God can heal us in all sorts of ways. And thank God for doctors and medicine and rest and good diet and good thinking and forgiveness and so many areas. God's actually really interested in having divine health, not just healing. Isn't it great to live when you're healthy and well? And you take it for granted until you start to get sick or you have a pain and think, oh, oh, you forget how awesome it is just to be healthy and strong. But God wants us to know that if we are sick or there's accidents or there's things that aren't working right in our bodies, that he is the one who wants to bring healing into our bodies and restoration. And how awesome is that God's actually put a power to heal in our own bodies. You cut your finger and a few days later it's healed up. And a few weeks later you've just got a little scar. Have you cut yours, Joe? Oh man, you better be careful. It'll heal up. You watch. How amazing is our bodies that heal and get restored. But sometimes we need the supernatural of God to speed the healing or break through because there's things that are broken, damaged, and God wants to bring that to our lives. And he wants to, sometimes he he gives us power to heal diseases. Sometimes it's to cast out spirits of infirmity, to cure, repair, and make the body and soul healthy and whole. Remember, it's the gifts of healing, not just the gift of healing. Most of the the gifts of spirit are singular. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. But it's the gifts of healing. In other words, it comes and gets manifest in all sorts of amazing ways over our lives. There's a variety of ways that the gifts of healing can be manifested and operated. Some people see certain types of sickness healed more often. Thank God, I've seen different people at seasons, they will have a flow. And every person they pray for that's got a sore back gets healed like that. It's like a gift operating. I was talking to some of the ladies that were with us from uh, the Sozo ministry this week. And uh, Benning's mum was here. And she was one of the... Uh, Banning from Jesus Culture was here and she was one of the people that was uh, lecturing and teaching and training here in our church on Wednesday and Thursday. And she said a few years ago, an anointing came on Banning so that everyone that he prayed for had cancer was instantly healed. 
there was a season where God's anointing came and he had a gifts of healing on him. So everyone he prayed for, he said it was exciting and chaotic. He said he'd wake up in the morning, there'd be a lineup of 50, 100 people lined up waiting to pray for him to pray for him because the word got out that everyone he prayed for that cancer got healed. For a season, God released it just to show the power and the faith that can operate. I've seen others that everyone they pray for that's got asthma gets healed. They pray for other sicknesses and they might get healed. Some know, but the gifts of healing are by the Holy Spirit and they are a divine impartation and God responds to faith. He responds to the cry of the people's heart. Sometimes he supernaturally just touches people and flows through them and they see that happen in increasing measure. And so the gifts of healing, we can't put them in a box. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, but he manifests himself as he determines throughout the body of Christ. And God wants us to be hungry and responding to his ways. And thank God for every doctor, every hospital, every allied health professional. Some of us wouldn't be alive apart from those gifts to the uh, community and the body of Christ. So if you're a doctor or working in any of those areas and nurses and carers, thank God and counsellors, God uses you to bring life and hope and healing to so many. But sometimes God chooses to do it supernaturally through a gift from heaven. And God has many ways uh, for healing to occur. We, it says if we lay hands on the sick, Mark 16, 18 says, they'll place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Not may, but will. There have been times I pray and I pray with hope. Other times I pray and I know that they're going to get healed. I just, there's, there's a faith comes and sometimes there's a, sometimes the Holy Spirit will physically touch your body. There have been times when I raise my hands, I feel the wind of the Spirit going across my hands or my arms and I know that God's in the place. And He does it supernaturally. Occasionally I get a burning in my hands. Not always. Sometimes you just do it by faith. Other times my spirit's just jumping out inside of me. I think I'm going to burst. You know, it's like everything's just jumping around inside. You're just so excited. And I know with Mary Lynn, when the anointing comes over, her spirit just starts to leap and jump inside as if you're going to jump outside of your skin. Sometimes God will physically give you a feeling or a knowing that He's there for a particular purpose. Whenever that happens, I say, Holy Spirit, what are you up to today? And what's my part in it? It's like there's a a spirit of anointing. Other times you just do it straight by faith because you see the need. Someone asks and you just step out and the Holy Spirit will show you what to do. It's so exciting being a spirit-filled Christian because God's the supernatural mighty God and He can do anything He wants. And so often in our Western mind-centered Christianity, we bring God into a box and we think, well, that's, that was okay for the book of Acts and the early church. And when Jesus came, we don't need it today. Boy, we need it more than ever. More than ever. You go to India and you go to other countries. You go to Africa and you see multitudes of people healed. We come to Australia and we only see a few. And I say, God, what's the problem? He said, there's often a lack of faith. And we try to live our Christianity out of our reasoning brains instead of letting the Spirit of God just do what He wants to do. And I believe we're moving into a season where we're going to see more and more supernatural works. And when God works, amazing things happen. I remember a lady who was in our church here years ago. She came from the Sunshine Coast and she told me the story. She said, I was a young person and two pastors, one was an evangelist, one was a pastor, were setting up a new church on the Sunshine Coast. This is about 35 years ago. And they went door to door, knocking on doors and saying, is there anyone sick here? Can we pray for them? That's just what they did. And this lady said um, that one of the family answered the knock and says, 
yep, my uh, father is ill and dying. He's in the back room and the doctors have given up hope. They said, would they let us pray for him? They said, well, go and ask him. He was so ill. So he said, yeah, we'll let you pray for him. They went and prayed for him and God touched him. He was instantly healed from an incurable disease in that home in Nambour. This lady said, I was one of the ones who got saved as a result of that. And she said, I have added up and I have counted over 100 direct relatives that got saved in the next two or three years because of that one miracle of healing. God's an amazing God, and He knows the key to reach and unlock people's hearts. And I just have seen God do too many miracles to know that we can't lock that up. We've got to release it and understand how to receive it. How else does people get healed? Personal prayer, James 5.13. If anyone's in trouble, he should... Pray. Anointing oil and elders. James 5.14 says, If anyone among you is sick, let him call the elders of the church to pray over them. Anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. So it's not the elder or the pastor. It's the Lord raise them up. But it's a, it's a point of contact of faith. Anointing with oil. Prayers of faith. There's combined prayer. James 5.16 Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Praying together in church, in a life group, in a family, wherever. Just praying together and saying, God, meet this need. And you're reaching out. The act of prayer is an act of faith. You're opening your heart and saying, God, come and help us. You mightn't have any goosebumps. You mightn't have any particular word of knowledge or gift flowing through your life. But you join together and the act of praying is a gift of step of faith and God responds. So many different ways that God can bring healing and release over our lives. There's faith in God's word. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent out His word and healed them and delivered them from all their diseases. Wow, wow, wow. Oh God, if, we, if this really got happening, doctors, I'm sorry, you'd be running out of work. <laughs> wow. But there's so much need, so much sickness. And I believe we need to receive the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, stepping up and flowing and ministering life. And you never know how God does it. I remember about three months ago, God gave me a word of knowledge for a lovely older couple that was sitting down about the seventh or eighth row in the 1030 service. And God showed me a picture of them just battling with arthritis and a lot of pain. And I said, can I come and pray for you? So I went and prayed for him. I'm praying for him. And God touched them, didn't totally heal them, but certainly gave them some breakthrough. Two weeks later, a lady that was sitting three seats away, she said, remember when you prayed for that old couple? I said, yep. She said, I was sitting three seats away. And the next morning, I woke up totally free of arthritis pain for the first time in seven years. And she said, I've waited for two weeks before I told you because I wanted to make sure this was really God. And she, she was said, I've been totally pain-free ever since. I wasn't even praying for her. She got the overflow three seats away. I said, God, you're amazing. Don't put God in a box. <laughs> Just exercise faith. Pray, ask, believe. You never know what God's going to do. And there are so many people with so much need. And God wants us to just learn to be led by His Word and His Spirit. And then we also see the supernatural gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 9, which is what I'm sharing about tonight. It's a supernatural gifts of healing. 
And we see that right throughout the Bible. Acts 3, 6 to 10 says, Then Peter said, Silver or gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Take him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Wow, this guy hadn't walked. Next minute he's jumping and leaping. He upset the whole church service. The religious people were annoyed because he broke the run sheet in their church service. And they had this great, amazing time. Peter and John got in trouble because they healed a crippled man. Could upset other people. And it goes on. And when all the people saw him walking, praising God, they recognized him, the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Wow, when God heals people's lives, it creates such an impact. I know uh, Maddie Martin that was, uh, got healed. Where's Maddie tonight? Is he here? There he is, Maddie. How you doing, mate? And Maddie got healed last year. And God just so impacted his life. And when we had the NADOC service, I interviewed him. And, and I was watching the eyes of some of the people who know Maddie, hearing his story as he's sharing about how God supernaturally healed and actually uh, created bone in his ankle that had all been destroyed in an accident four years before. And after all the operations, and God healed him. One night, as two other ladies were getting healed of their back conditions, he felt something start to stir in his ankle. When he went home, took his shoe and sock off, he felt bone where there'd been just soft tissue, where they'd done all these operations and skin grafts. Came back the next night, and there he is, stamping and jumping on this ankle that hadn't worked properly for four years. And I could, he said, come and feel this. I could feel the bone. He said, then he showed me the picture where the hole, when it first happened, there was a hole right through his leg where the bone had been destroyed by a car and the accident. I thought, God, you're a supernatural God. And when someone gets healed physically, and not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually, it changes the atmosphere. It's something that people can't deny. And sadly, some of us have been told or taught that it's not for today. That's a lie from the pit of hell because the Spirit of God has come to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. And that's, what, that's how the church is to be, the place of life and blessing. In Acts 5, 12, it says, The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else joined them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more people, men and women, believed in the Lord were added to the number. It seems a contradiction. They didn't come just to observe. They either came full on or they didn't hang around because there was so much supernatural activity that they wanted to be clear about what was happening. It goes on, as a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. There was so much presence and power and faith of God that People weren't even laying hands on him or anointing him with oil. Peter's shadow, as he walked past, would touch them and lives were getting set free and healed by the power of Almighty God. And when God decides to release the gifts of healing and miracles, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And I've been serving God now for well over 30 years and I have seen multitudes of great miracles and breakthroughs. And we're going to believe, and I believe we're going to see more and more because the needs are getting more and more desperate. There are more and more diseases rapidly happening that they're trying to keep up to getting medicines for them. 
But I believe we're going to see the power of God just break through and release people's lives. I remember years ago, we had a lady that came to the church here and she, she had AIDS. She had been diagnosed in her body. And I remember God touched her one day and she went back to the doctors. And the next test, there was no AIDS in the bloodstream. They said, oh, it can't be right. So they did another test and it showed up three times, I think it was, and there was no AIDS in her bloodstream. And God is an amazing God. He can do anything because he's the creator of life. And we have limited and we've got to learn to receive and release his power. And some of you are saying, oh, that doesn't make sense. I know God's real. People say, how do you know he heals? Because our Rachel's older brother, Stephen, he got totally healed on the fifth day of his life. And the doctors and nurses came in. He had a hole in his lung. And uh, there was, you could see the x-ray and all the hole and all the air escaped. He was in 85% oxygen, rushed to Brisbane intensive care. And on the fifth day of his life, about 8.30 at night, all of a sudden he let out a scream, kicked off the humidity crib. There was nurses and doctors running everywhere and there was, there was tubes everywhere. They took, rushed him away, did some x-rays and came back. And they said, we think he's hungry, Mrs. Davey, why don't you feed him? He'd been fed for a, for a tube for five days. Next morning they came, all the doctors and nurses with all the x-rays, they'd do it morning and night. And they said, here's the before and here's the after. They said, this is a miracle. He's in the hospital, they said, there's no explanation. This is a miracle. That's the words they use. And they were just so amazed. And then Marilyn's mum came in to visit us. She lived in Gladstone. And as she's there, we're starting to tell her the story. She got there about day six or seven, uh, a little while after, a couple of days after. Her. And as we're telling the story, she started to cry. And we said, are you okay? She said, I'm emotional. But she said, that reminds me of the story of what happened to me. And Marilyn didn't know the story that when her mum, when Marilyn was only young, her mum had four daughters and she had a brain tumour, huge brain tumour, and they were wheeling her down the same hospital corridor in Brisbane. And she saw a picture of Jesus as she went down the hallway. She cried out. She was a Catholic lady, didn't really know Jesus as we understood it, but had a simple faith. She said, I'm too young to die. I've got four daughters. My husband will never cope with four young daughters if I die. She said, Jesus, please heal me. And by the time they got down to the end of the corridor, they were going to do one more check before they cut her all open with a brain tumour. And they said, something's happened. They couldn't find the lump. They did some more tests. They said, it's gone. We must have made a mistake. And then they said, no, it can't made a mistake because they had all the other evidence. And so she's crying because in the very same hospital that Stephen had got healed 30-something years later, Marilyn's mum had been healed by Jesus in that very same hospital. Don't tell me miracles don't happen. I've had it happen in our own family and life quite a number of times i know that god's real i know he's a supernatural god and i just want to encourage you that he's our healer and some of you have got incurable disease you've got damage from actions you're saying well i'm just going to have to put up with it and the doctors and and they've done the best they know how with medication and some of them say well we can't do any more that's just the best we can get well, our God is better. Dr. Jesus knows how to sort it out totally because he is the giver of life. He's created our bodies. And God wants to release those gifts of faith. How, and it goes on and says that Peter's shadow would touch them. Crowds gathered also from the town around Jerusalem 
bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. There are times when everyone got healed. Other times Jesus would pull one or two out of the crowd and would do it as a sign and a miracle and would point people to God. I don't understand why 10 people get prayed for and one gets healed and nine don't. But I've learned that every time you pray the prayer of faith, something changes. Something shifts. There's an adjustment. There's a hope. There's a faith. And sometimes there's a preparation of our lives or the people around us before God releases the healing or the miracle. God knows our hearts. I've prayed for some people. I've seen people get instantly healed and then they've walked away and still haven't given their lives to Jesus. I just shake my hand and say, how could they do that? They received the miracle and then said, thanks God, but no thanks. I'll just do my life my own way again. I can't believe that, but I've seen that several times. God still loves us and he pours out and he wants us to receive. Sometimes God wants to touch us and we don't know how to receive. What we're worshipping for, I start, we were singing that song about receive. How's it go? Receive your love, receive your reign. I started writing down, I think, Rachel said she got a word from God. She said, what did you get? I said, well, I got a whole page here. Well, I was, well, you, we receive. Why don't we receive? Sometimes because we've got some stuff in our life. We've got fear. We've got unworthiness and shame. So we don't think we're good enough to receive. We've got sin. We've got lies of the enemy that say, well, you can never get better. This is just the best it's going to be. Or we have disappointment of unanswered prayers. And to receive, you've got to have open hearts and minds. You need to have expectation. You need to trust. You need to believe that God has good things planned for you and he wants to give us more. He doesn't want you to settle for where you are because he wants us to be full and overflowing because there's a whole lot of people he wants to touch through your life and your story. And whether that's a miracle or whether it's a place of health or breakthrough or freedom over our lives... There are gifts of healing and I, I just, my heart cries out because there's been seasons of life where that flows in greatest times in the body of Christ. And I just know, I talked to Pastor John today, we had a, a long lunch today talking about this for hours and he's travelled and been in ministry now for over 50 years. He said, we've got to see a great move of God. We have got to see a breakthrough across our nation. We have got to see the Spirit of God move in grace and power. And we are going to see that. When I was younger, I I remember seeing some of my earliest memories as a child of three or four or five years old was lying under the front seat of this little country church and an evangelist would come through and people were getting healed and delivered and filled with the Spirit in front of my eyes. They're some of my earliest memories as a young child. Something was planted in my spirit and said, that's what you need to believe for and believe for. I remember there were times when I was in my teens and 20s where we'd have many people getting healed and delivered and set free and the power of God flowing where the supernatural happens. Don't settle. Don't settle for where you are because God has much more and he wants us to receive it. He's stirring our hearts. He wants us to see freedom over our lives in every area of our lives. There's so many other stories in the Bible where the uh, miracles of healing. In Acts 14.8 it says, In Lystra there was a man who was lame. He'd been that way from birth and had never walked. Oh, when we've got legs that work, we don't understand how. How limiting that must be. Never walked. It's a tragedy when someone's had an accident or an illness and they lose the use of their legs. But someone who's never walked, 
It says, he listened to Paul as he was preaching. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed and called out, stand up on your feet. What a crazy command for a guy who's never walked. Stand up on your feet. Muscles totally undeveloped, no coordination. Stand up on the, at, the, at that, the man jumped up and began to walk. What an amazing, amazing miracle of a gift of healing. Oh, Jesus. We're going to see. We're going to see the, the gifts of healing, the works of the Spirit of God. We're going to see it. I've been in meetings when I was a young person. When I was in, on the Sunshine Coast, I saw evangelists come through and we would see 20 or 30 people jump out of their seats healed meeting after meeting i've seen it with my eyes i've seen 40 or 50 people come to christ and be filled with the spirit every night in syria i've seen it with my eyes i've seen people who came along totally skeptical said this can't be god this is just mind over matter and they would stand there and the evangel would walk within three or four seats of them and they'd be thrown back by the power of God no one even touched them these people got up saying what touched me no one had touched them but the power of God was saying hey I'm real and don't try and put your own mind against the power of God because it's so much greater and he loves us and he only demonstrates that when he wants to get our attention because it's about a sign and a wonder and the days are coming where we're going to see God's grace and power flow where your heart gets set free, where the power of God is released. And God, we hunger for that. Lord, we need your kingdom to come so that people's minds and unbelief and fear and the lies of the enemy will not hold people anymore. And God, you would bring about your signs and your wonders because a sign will point people somewhere. They'll point them to Jesus and a wonder will get people thinking, wow, I wonder if God's real. That's what they are, signs and wonders. They get people wondering. And they point somewhere. There's so many more. I'll just read one more. Acts 28, 79. There was an estate nearby. Remember Paul and the whole people got wrecked? On the, the ship got wrecked and they all survived. They went to a state that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us at his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after prayer placed his hands in him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the whole island came and were cured. Wow, they'd be so glad that ship got wrecked there. <laughs> wow. Paul was a man of God. He'd been in prison because of preaching. Some of the people didn't like it. The ship got wrecked. Praise for the... Uh, Father of the chief official, he gets healed. Everyone else, they probably didn't have a hospital, so everyone else got healed on that whole island. Let me tell you, that place would never be the same again. God at times chooses to demonstrate his kingdom power and glory. It won't happen if you don't believe for it. It won't happen if you don't open your heart and believe to receive it. Now, there's dozens of other stories in the Bible I want to stir your heart. They are gifts of healing. And God wants to flow through many of us with gifts of healing. Happens to me every now and then. I say, God, I long for this every day. Every day. There have been times when I pray and I know that I know that I know that people are getting healed. 
And I've told the story before of Hayden's wife, Sharon. She was really ill. And I glanced around. I saw her walk through the door. This is 14 years ago. We've been here 16 years in ministry. 14 years. I turned around and saw her walk through the door in the second song. And Carrie Ann was leading. And the Holy Spirit said, today is her day. And she had an illness. She couldn't have children. She was in and out of hospital, constantly bleeding. The doctors couldn't do any more. And the Holy Spirit said, today is her day. My spirit immediately got excited. But I'd learnt by then, I said, Holy Spirit, what's my part in her receiving the healing? And sometimes God will say, just believe, you watch what I'll do. Other times you say, at the right time, I want you to lay hands on and pray a prayer of faith. Or get other people to minister to her. God can do it all sorts of ways. And I felt the Holy Spirit said, let the worship flow, let the faith build. And when you get up, I think I was emceeing the service, call her out and pray for her. So that's, I, knew, I knew what my part was. And I knew, I had no doubt she was going to get healed. And sure enough, I called her out and said, I didn't quite have bold enough faith to say you're going to get totally healed today. But I said, I really believe that God's going to impact you today and change your life. As soon as I prayed for her, it was right over here. I felt the power of God hit her. She gently but strongly just went down under the power of God. And someone will say, well, what's this whole slain in the spirit stuff? You know, oh, they're just doing a courtesy drop. Let me tell you, she wasn't doing any courtesy drop. She was totally overcome by the spirit of God. And when she got up, I knew she was healed. She went to the doctor that week. They were amazed, saying, what's happened? She could not have children. They said, it's impossible to have children because of all the damage and illness. Well, within a year, she had beautiful Jessica... And it went right around Australia as a main story in the Woman's Day, a Women's Weekly magazine about giving praise to God because it was a miracle. Don't tell me God can't heal. He does. And when people say, oh, what's this? When people sometimes fall over under the power of God. Let me tell you, there are times you can't stand. If I would go and put my finger in the power socket over there with a knife or a fork in my hand, you wouldn't be really surprised if my hair stood on end and I got thrown back a few metres. You wouldn't be at all surprised, would you? And that's 240 volts. Why would we be surprised when we tap into millions of volts from heaven and there's something happens? Or another story, when you go to the hospital and you say you need an operation, you don't stand in the corridor and they start cutting you open. And... No, they lay you down on a bed, give you some anaesthetic and, and do the operation and heal you. God sometimes puts us down on the carpet or the floor to do some carpet time so you're not distracted and God can release you of strongholds and fear and pain and heal your soul. Does that help one or two people here say, well, why does that sort of stuff happen? Let me tell you, God has his unique ways of doing his amazing, amazing work. And you don't have to have those sort of things happen. I've seen people healed in their seats. I've seen people... Wake up the next morning totally free of pain. It's about faith and it's about letting God be God. But I want to stir your heart. Believe and receive. Worship team, come on up. I want to share one more story as we come. Just be led by the Spirit. You can't make it happen. But if you hunger for it, and I'm hungry for so much more. When I was a youth leader, I'd be up here just walking up and down the aisle with the pastors and preachers and being willing to support or catch or do whatever. 
I did that for years because I said, I want to be close to the anointing because I want to learn how this flows. And whenever I get a chance, I'd sit down and say, hey, tell me how the anointing of God touches you and flows through you. I did that for years because I was so hungry to learn. And God still surprises me sometimes. And I'm just so hungry for more. And I want everyone in our church to learn to be carriers of this beautiful anointing, not just in church service. Church is a safe place for us to learn how to flow in the power of the Spirit. Your prayer group or life group is a safe place to learn how to hear the voice of Spirit. But He wants us to touch our world and our community with the life of Jesus because a whole lot of people are never going to make it through the doors of the church, but they're going to meet you in the workplace or your neighborhood or your soccer club or your gym class, wherever it is. And they're going to say, there's something different about you. It's the love of Jesus and it's the truth of the kingdom of God. There's lots of people searching for answers. They are just so desperate for answers. They are so confused with all that's going on in the media, all this rubbish that's being promoted everywhere. They're terrified of nuclear wars and they're just overwhelmed with broken families. And But we carry life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. A friend of mine, he was a pastor for many years, and I knew him well. He'd been an evangelist. Him and his dad on the Gold Coast saw many people heal and set free. About 10 or 12 years ago, he got really sick, and he had chronic fatigue syndrome, and then it just developed into all this stuff, and he had hard to get off his bed. He would lie in his bed all week, and just pray and he'd get enough energy to get up and preach on Sunday and then he collapsed back in his bed and that was his life for months crying out for healing he says God I've seen many people healed what are you doing he went for six years he had to resign his church never got healed it was so bad the insurance company paid out his life insurance for total and permanent disability they said you will never be able to work again and one day six years later he hadn't given up hope, but he had no idea what was going on. And he went to a meeting in Brisbane with an evangelist that came through. The anointing of God started to flow. And in one moment, he was instantaneously healed in his seat in that meeting. Totally restored. Every symptom gone. Totally restored to what he was before he had any illness. There was a gift of healing working through that man of God. Now, I can't explain why it took six years and why God didn't heal him earlier. But I know when the gifts of healing operate, incredible things can and do happen. It's not the only way to heal like I've shared. There's lots of ways. But I am so hungry for more of the gifts of healing and working of miracles, which is the next one we're going to talk about next time I preach on this. Because in one moment, God can just break and set people free. Tonight, as I said, before we finish, I want to pray for those that have had glandular fever, chronic fatigue, any of those Epsom bar virus, all of those things, where your energy has been robbed and where you've just, it might have happened years ago, but you, you're still not fully restored. I know how this worked. Mary Lynn went through glandular fever twice in her life and I know how debilitating that is. I understand that. 
It's not a magic cure, but sometimes God will just turn things around. Or he'll show you what will be a change of lifestyle that would speed the healing. You know, God, God can do it all sorts of ways. We want the instantaneous healing. That's a miracle. But God said, lay hands on sick and they will recover. Recovery can be in a moment. That's a miracle. It can be in a week or month or a year, but you'll get restored. That's the most important thing. Because sometimes in the journey, God's changing your mind and your heart. He's speaking a testimony to all the people that know your life. So let's not put God in a box and say, it's got to happen now. Just keep believing. And one of the reasons we stop receiving is because we get disappointed with unanswered prayer for ourselves or others. I know. We've all been there. But I know they are God's awesome. Let's stand in His presence right now. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.